Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite celebrities and actors from film, television, comedy, and more. Normally I would be saying Monday, but it's Tuesday. We were off yesterday and we did not work at all. We literally uh, took care of ourselves on Labor Day, but we're back. And today on the show, I have the super talented actor, Adam Corson, and he can currently be seen I think it's one of my new favorite shows, some of the best on television right now. So Real Estate on Sci-Fi Network. Uh, He plays Father Phil Orley. This is one of the best shows ever. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, this television show, I came about this by happenstance. I think everything happens for a reason, and I was just looking for something new to watch, and Sci-fi has always put out great content as far as I'm concerned. Dealing with, I want to say the supernatural, there was Dresden Files for a while and a bunch of other things. And this show does not disappoint. Let's talk about, if people haven't had a chance to watch it, it's currently streaming on Sci-Fi Network. You can get it for free and check it out. Adam, let's talk about your character and uh, what the show is all about. Sure. Well, I play um, Father Phil Orley. So the show itself is about um, essentially a real estate group that specializes in homes um, that other people can't necessarily sell because these homes, um, <laughs> they're involved in the paranormal. Uh, yes. You know, the, the, the beings from another world, from the, you know, the other side. Um, so that's what we do. We specialize in that. Um, and we're not ghost hunters. We're, we're real estate agents. We, we are there to sell the homes and make a profit. So, um, that's what drives us for myself. Um, father Phil Orley is a fallen priest. He grew up in the Catholic church, um, devout, and he entered the church because he wanted to fight evil. He wanted, he saw the exorcist, he wanted to perform the exorcisms, he wanted to cast the demons out, um, and he had his mentors that, that, that guided him through that, um, but the church turned its back on him for who he is, who he was, who he is. Being a gay man um, in the Catholic church, it's not one to be so welcoming. Um, uh, no, and, and in real life too, perhaps <laughs> completely, completely. So, um, so he was cast out of the church and, uh, it just so happens that he found a home in the Roman agency in a real estate group where he could do exactly what he always meant to do, which was cast out demons. And he's the, he's the one that, that lives in the libraries. He lives in the hall of records. He can find out information about homes that nobody else can. He's just got that ability, that patience, um, but he's also 
not afraid to use his brawn as well. Like he goes head to head with some of these demons, um, muscle for muscle. Uh, so he's a he's a he's a really fun character to play. Yeah, I can imagine this has to be a lot of fun for you guys to do something like this because there really hasn't been anything like it that has existed before on television. There was a movie that came out in the 90s, late 90s, I think. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It was called House, I believe it was. And it sort of dealt with similar topics. I don't think it's the same per se, but it kind of reminds me of that a little bit about people who are trying to sell their homes and they can't because, you know, of the supernatural things that exist. You have a fantastic cast uh, that surrounds you. Tennille Reed, uh, Savannah Bassley, uh, Adam Corson, of course, yourself, Sarah Levy. I mean, my God, it's just so much fun. Were you able to get a lot of this done before the pandemic? Was it during the pandemic? How did it work out for you? Because, I mean, we're getting multiple episodes that, that we've seen so far. Yeah, we were we started smack in the middle of, of the pandemic. Okay. We shot this in the middle of 2020. Actually, we started this time last year. Um, okay. I, I landed in St. John's, Newfoundland, I think it was yesterday or two days ago a year a year passed so um we were smack in the middle of it um newfoundland had things on on lockdown like they were really good at keeping things sort of concentrated the whole you know east side of canada the maritimes they had a pretty good hold on things back then so um we were fortunate enough to to do the show to shoot 10 episodes um that fall and also blue ice pictures who's our production company they were really, really good at keeping protocols in place, um, not only following the guidelines, but really going above and beyond. So they gave us the capacity to really play and to create this, the, these, these episodes in a safe manner. And, and our, you said that our cast is amazing. Being led by Tim Rozon, who's just one of the most generous <laughs> and kind people, talented, you know, Sarah Levy for sure. We got Mo Dean Witt, who's amazing as August, Tennille, Savannah. Like we're just, we were such, we became such a tight group so quickly. Um, and I think it's because we were, we knew the circumstance we were in. We were in the middle of a pandemic and we were shooting a show. Um, but everyone's also just a really, really great person. So it made it very easy to play. Yeah, I can imagine. I sense a lot of times when I'm watching shows, when the cast, they, I mean, they do well together in the acting piece, but when they seem connected outside of that, I feel like it really comes through and you can see it in your performances. Like it's very sincere. I mean, there's different thoughts, you know, acting is reacting or emotion, whatever, but you guys seem to cover all the bases, which I think makes the show so appealing to be honest. That's nice to hear. Yeah. We, we definitely had a great time both on and off set. Um, and everyone was, was coming to set ready to play and collaborating and throwing things out there. And, um, no one, no one came with an ego, you know, um, which was nice. It's refreshing. Yeah, it has to be. And so you've got it all done. We've got 10 episodes this time around, hopefully a season two. I don't know if we really know that information yet, but, uh, that is the magic of television folks. <laughs> um, we just don't know, but it's so good. I mean, I can't imagine it not, and again, as I mentioned early on in our conversation, it's not like I've seen anything on television. And there's a lot of great relationships between the characters. The storylines are great. And you're not just setting out to like tell ghost stories, so to speak, but really 
people who are in difficult situations who don't know what to do and you guys come along and you help them out and get them to where they want to go. You've done this project, which is fantastic, Adam, and a lot of other things for yourself as well. Just going down your resume, you've been a part of some really great projects in your career. My question would be, what was it that drew you to become an actor? What was it that interested you the most uh, and made you go, I want to just abandon everything and and do this for a living? Because it's a big jump, I feel, for a lot of people. Yeah, well, you know, it's something for me where at a very, very early age, I mean, I remember I wanted to be everything under the moon. Like I wanted to be uh, a football player, still want to be a football player, but I wanted to be a lawyer, <laughs> a doctor, a cop, a fireman. Like there were so many, so many professions that I wanted to be. Um, but then I, I realized that it wasn't necessarily those professions. It was what I was seeing in TV and, and the movies. Um, but more so than that, every Saturday night, my parents and I have two sisters, they would take us to the video store because back then you could only watch movies at home by going to rent some VHS tapes. Um, <laughs> and we would, we would order pizza and we would uh, get a movie. We would rent a movie. We would go home and we'd have a picnic and we'd watch these films. And as kids, we would always pick something funny, you know, like a John Candy flick or something. And um, my parents would, would, would enjoy those, but they would introduce us to Alfred Hitchcock, you know, Casablanca. And, and these films that had such a huge um, impact on me as a child, like I love Hitchcock. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student of his by far, um, you know, Gregory Peck, J- Jimmy Stewart, Spencer Tracy, all of these, uh, these actors that I grew up watching. And not only, not only on the acting side, but also on the filmmaking side where I was just drawn in. Um, and I became, it was, it, it, it had to have been something um, that I was always meant to do because it ignited something in me. Um, and I became so obsessed and passionate about this business that there was no other way. And, you know, it's funny because this isn't necessarily a profession that is, is it might be sought after, but it's not, it, you need to have a really thick skin to do it. A lot of people have said that in the past, but you do. I mean, it's, it's true. If you don't have a deep passion for it, society has a way of like pulling you to doing the safe route. You know, if you go to school and you get an education and you do all these steps, you can be a really great lawyer. Or you could be a really great doctor. You have all this stability, <laughs> you know, with a paycheck coming in. Acting's not like that. Arts in general is not like that. So you have to have that deep passion to be able to stick it out and to, and to work through it and, and understand that it's a journey. And everyone's journey is different. Um, but for me, it was, I knew it at a very young age and I just kept chipping away. You know, and I, you know, to this day, you know, it's, it, it never stops. You always have to show up. You always have to be ready. There's no coasting. Um, the moment you coast, you're just, you're out. So, yeah, so it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a deep passion of mine since I was a kid. And you went to college, you were in college too, at the same time studying other things, right? So this was, this was during the process or this was before where you decided, you know, I'm going to just you know, kind of go full at this? Well, I, I, I did it heavily when I was younger. And then I went to um, York University in Toronto for a year. And it okay. was um, probably the best thing because there was a professor strike. And so we had like three months off. 
We basically made fun of the school. <laughs> nice. um, but in that time, because I went to York, I was going to go into radio television and not necessarily act. Because again, it's like that pull of like needing something a little bit more stable. Um, and I went to, I took a year at York and I missed acting so much during that year that I thought, you know what, this is what I have to do. Um, if you have a backup plan, you're going to fall back because it's yeah. that much easier. So um, after that year at York, I ended up going to Randolph Academy for Performing Arts, where I studied acting, singing, and dancing. Um, I did all three, um, and and that was it. I was like, this is this is what I want to do. Yeah, I love it because I've almost every actor that I've spoken to has said the same thing. Like, if you have a backup plan, then you're going to back up and you're going to follow that plan. Or if you think of anything else that you would want to do, do that because with acting, you just have to be sold out from the very beginning. And there really is no coasting for most actors, working actors. You know, I it's not like scripts are necessarily, I mean, maybe are just stacked up on your desk. You know, it's not like an episode of Entourage where it's like, oh, I'm not going to do this, you know, because they don't want to do that. Uh, but really, you know, you've just done a fantastic job and here you are. And uh, I, on the caveat of being a football player, I have heard that they are rebooting Friday Night Lights again for Netflix. So, hey, let's get your agent on it and say, let's let's get an audition. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I may not be able to play, but I think I could I could coach. I could. I could oh, I could totally see you as a coach yeah. or. Yeah. Other projects you've been a part of. Uh, I mean. Just so many of them, but I have to say I really enjoyed you on Real Rob. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that was another great Netflix show that yeah. you got to be a part of, yeah. uh, playing Andy and then just all the other things. You've been at this for a long time. When you were starting out, did you have jobs that you did that you were good at that you just enjoyed doing, or were you just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to do what I have to do to pay the bills. And if it's all acting, then that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, well, when I was in Toronto, so it was interesting because when I graduated, it was in 2003. So this was just post 9-11. I okay. grew up in Toronto. And um, uh, also it was in time where SARS hit. Oh, wow. Okay. So, SARS in Toronto, definitely there, it was, it was bad in, in a lot of sense. But the city was still operating. Like, it wasn't what, what COVID has done. Um, but they, it, they had it, Toronto had it concentrated. Um, and, and, but what ended up happening was that it scared off a lot of production. So, so the film community in Toronto really, it, it dropped drastically. Um, and it took some major, a lot of years to recover. So I was still acting. I was still doing, you know, day player type stuff. But you had to do other things you know, yeah. in order to pay the bill. So uh, I was a director of human resources at one point. I was, um, uh, I worked at a production company. I, I was a waiter for six months. And then I was just like, oh, I, <laughs> I love it. Um, I DJed for a while. That was, okay. I, that's different. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was a male escort. No, I was not a male escort. um no you do sort of things yeah to to, to survive but but for me it was it got to a point 
I also had a massive eye injury in 2005 playing hockey. So that sort of took me out of things for a little bit, but um, it got to a point for me where I was like, again, another like mile marker in my life and career. I, you know, had the sort of realization that if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, which it was, I couldn't be in Toronto. I had to, I had to move away. Um, And it was either going to be New York, Chicago or LA. And I landed in LA first because uh, just the schedule, the way schedules worked out. And when you're coming from Toronto, where it's like, we were, I swear we were having a snowstorm every single week that winter. It was just nonstop. Coming to LA when it's like sun, blue skies, mountain, ocean, I was sold. And, and you're, you land in LA, you're seeing all the studios, right? Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, the Canada. whole thing. Nakatomi right Plaza Tower from Die Hard. That's Fox Plaza. Like I'm driving down Olympic and I'm seeing that. I'm like, I'm, I'm home. I'm home. Um, so it was, yeah, I got, I found a home in LA very, very quickly. I sort of settled, um, but I had to like get my papers in order. It was a whole, it's a whole thing, but it it, it was, um, it was sad that Toronto's uh, film community got hit so hard. Um, since, since then, I mean, Toronto's doing just fine now. Um, and Canadian content and the Canadian crews are so amazing that um, it's always amazing to come up and work in Canada, both on Canadian shows and American shows. Yeah, I mean, they've become like Los Angeles, really. Like yeah. every CW show on the earth is filmed there. Yeah. I just saw a movie yesterday that was filmed in part in Canada. I've talked to people who... I mean, there's a million shows there. I mean, for many reasons. All along, you're going through this where parents, mom and dad, the relationship was mostly supportive of you through the process. I was very fortunate where I had very supportive parents. They um, they raised us with, you know, whatever makes you happy. And um, they they got it. Like, they were completely supportive. There was never friction um, I'm very grateful for having them because, yeah, they were they always had my back, no matter what. I love it. That's so great when you have that booster system behind you, especially when you're doing something like acting. I say this all the time. The world that you are involved in is so different than my world from this eight to five gig or pod. It's just so different. And it's just, but it's a great world to be a part of. I think obviously that's why I do this, but also it's just fascinating to me, like how it all works together and and you are able to make people happy with what you do and provide fantastic content. You have family that's supportive and it's great. I mean, one last question, Adam, any advice that you've been given throughout your career that really impacted you the most Uh, that really maybe even changed your course that you could perhaps pass on to somebody else who might be listening or listen later down the road. Yeah. um, There's, there's, there's a lot I can say about that. Um, I'll say a couple of things. One, um, one piece of advice that I got from an agent um, that didn't work out so well, but the advice that she gave was, was, was good. When I moved to LA, she said, make sure you have a life. Make sure you have a life because if your life is only the business, you're going to be heartbroken. You're going to be depressed. You're, the journey is going to be that much harder. So make sure that you have a life 
as well. Um, and you need that balance. You do. It's, um, it's something that is, you don't, it's not a nine to five job. You make your own hours. Um, you don't necessarily have weekends. You don't necessarily have vacation time. So you need to find this balance between life, living your life and work, um, which was, which was very key for me. Um, because it does sort of it put things a lot of, uh, in perspective for me. Um, also this, it is a journey. And the way that I look at my career and I look at business in general is, um, and you can say this for life, it's, I've always attributed it to climbing a mountain. And you're standing at the bottom of the mountain, you look at the top and you see the peak and you go, that's where I want to be. I want to get there and you start climbing and there are steep moments, like really like big inclines where you're, you're making huge ground. You're like, I'm going to be there in two seconds. This is amazing. And then you sort of plateau. And then sometimes there's even dips and it feels like you're going down into some sort of valley. But even when you're going down and what it feels like a valley, you're still getting closer and closer to that peak. You're taking one more step that's going to get you closer to where you want to be. But if you're always looking at that peak, it's going to be really hard to take that next step. So just focus on that next step, knowing that you're getting there. Don't get down because it feels like you're, you're, you're in a slump. You're not in a slump. You're getting closer and closer to where you want to be. And then all of a sudden you get, a, you get an incline and you're moving up. And then you get to that peak and you're like, I made it. And then you go, oh, no, that's not the peak. That's the peak. I now see the peak. And then you do the same thing. And then you get to that peak and then it's no, that peak. So if we're stressing about result and that you're not there yet, you're never going to get there. You're never going to have the ability and the strength and the stamina to get to where you want to go. Forget about it. You know where you want to go. Let that be the case. And then just look at the step in front of you. You got to work hard. You got to work every single day as an actor. Find people, take class, read scripts, watch movies, look at other actors, study, working on it every single day. That's craft. It's only craft when you do it every day. Business. Know the business. Know how it works. If you don't know, find out how. Talk to people. Read the trades. Set up meetings. And then the third part that I would say is know your own psychology. Get a hold of your own psychology. Because if you don't have control of this... You're not going to be able to get to where you want to be. Meditation is huge, calms your nerves. You want to be able to walk into a room and deliver what you need to deliver. And that comes from getting hold of this. I could talk about this for hours, but I'll leave you with those. Um, and, and if it's truly something that whoever's listening, that you're passionate about, become obsessed with it. Know every single part of this business. Get sitting, get now we can do it on our computers. Edit something, see how that works. Just fully allow yourself to, to be immersed in this business. And I guarantee you, you do it every day. Don't worry about the peak, worry about the step in front of you. You'll get to where you're going. I feel motivated to even work harder and to be the best that I can be. Very exciting. The show is Surreal Estate, it is streaming now. On the Sci-Fi Network, he plays Father Phil Orley, Adam Corson. And be sure to share this episode with other people. You can do it. It's absolutely free. If this is your first time 
listening, please subscribe, follow us, leave us a kind rating and review. It really helps us out and allows us to continue to talk to amazing people like Adam. Adam, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Likewise. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.